Welcome to the Billingshurst Family Church Podcast. For more information or to support our work in Billingshurst and the surrounding areas, please visit billingshurstfamily.church. I only, I only chose uh, my character this morning because I knew it was Neil's first choice, so I thought I'd just steal that. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, good morning. I'm Pete, if you don't know me already. I'm continuing our series of uh, Pointing to Jesus. So we're looking at Old Testament characters. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, Daniel this morning. And uh, so we're going to be referring to Daniel chapter 6, if you want to look and turn to that in your Bibles. Um, and Daniel, I don't know whether you know this, but he, was, he basically served, um, served the government. He was basically a civil servant his whole life. So I can see why, uh, we, uh, why Dan, your son was named that, now serving working for our government. Um, I'm just going to quickly pray. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to uh, pray after me, that would be great as well. So, um, Father God, speak to my heart and change my life for Jesus' glory's sake. Amen. Great. Right. Um, so a bit of background um, in terms of looking at Daniel. Um, he's a really interesting character. He's, he's born in, um, in Israel, so he's one of God's chosen people. Um, but he's part of the kind of the first group that are taken out of Israel when um, the kingdom of Babylon invades. And so you can read all that in Kings and Chronicles um, about the invasion and the kind of capture of Jerusalem under uh, Nebuchadnezzar. So Daniel was a really young lad, and he was carried off. Um, into Babylon to be um, educated, to be brought up, kind of indoctrinated into the ways um, of that foreign kingdom. Um, so he lived under foreign rule his whole life and served the um, foreign kings his whole life as well. So he started off under the Babylonians and then the Medo-Persian Empire kind of t- took over later on and that's where we pick up this story. And it's really interesting how Daniel, um, living in a foreign nation that has you know, uh, invaded his own country where he was born, killed obviously many of his compatriots, many of the people he would have grown up with, um, his fellow countrymen. Um, and so he's got to be thinking to himself a lot of his life that actually I've got to live really carefully because otherwise I could be next. But he, he manages to thrive um, serving these governments, serving these different kings. And he's kind of living in a, like a metaphorical lion's den his, his whole life. He's always got people around him that are out to get him. Um, and if he slips up, then it could be um, curtains for him. So uh, and feel more in his um, uh, Bible in 30 Minutes podcast that I would recommend, if you haven't listened to it already. He talks about how the Israelites um, had kind of tried to contain God and tried to um, believe that, that God would only speak to them when they were in Israel, in the, in the promised land that God had chosen for them. And we can be a bit like that sometimes, can't we? Thinking that God's only going to speak to us on a Sunday morning, or you know, maybe at a festival like West Point or New Day. Um, but actually the book of Daniel uh, shows us that God's so much bigger than that, that he um, can speak to us so much bigger than any place or situation or any rulers. That, and we see in quite a few moments in the book of Daniel um, particularly the lion's den that we're going to look at this morning, that God does that. So there's this, and this is where we have um, this picture of what God is going to do through Jesus, um, and that is played out in the life of Daniel. So I'm briefly going to look at the story of Daniel and the lion's den and show how it closely mirrors Jesus' death and resurrection. And we'll just pull out a few things that I think we can apply as well. So um, King Darius, 
at the time. So Daniel's a bit of an older man. He's probably about 80 at this time. He's, Daniel's in a position of senior authority in the government, um, and he's flourishing and doing really well. Um, and that makes all the other senior officials really jealous. Um, Daniel's one of three high officials, and there are over 120 others that are kind of ruling this massive empire. So all these other um, high officials get jealous and persuade the king to say, right, why don't we... Um, why don't we introduce this law? Because the only way we're going to get Daniel out of the picture with the king, he, lo- he, loves, he loves him, and he was trying to promote him even further. So how do we get Daniel out of the way? So, well, the only way we can do it, he's so good everywhere else, we're only going to do it through his relationship with his God. So they persuade the king to sign a new law to ban any worship to any other God but to the king himself. So we're just going to pause with the story of Daniel there and then look at Jesus and how it mirrors that. So Jesus, in his ministry, was performing many miracles, gathering vast crowds. He was worshipped. You know, when he enters, um, enters Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, people singing, Hosanna. The religious leaders didn't like that. They didn't agree with what he was teaching. They tried to set traps with, with him for, um, with questions and, and things like that. But he always answered quite cleverly and, and did really well and managed to bat those traps away. So they plotted to have him arrested with the help of Judas Iscariot. So we can see that these, these two guys, um, living righteously, living well, living the way God wants them to, but people are still setting traps for them. Um, and you've got to remember, in Daniel's history, he was ripped out of his home country, had his name changed, you know, he was indoctrinated and educated into the ways of this new country. But all that, he doesn't, he doesn't really make a fuss about. Um, but other things, like this law, he does. He stands firm on them. And we can look to Jesus too, and how easy it would have been for him to bring himself down from the cross, to say something to those who accused him or mocked him. But living the way that God wants us to often has a cost, and we can see that. Um, obviously, for Daniel, it was, he ends up being thrown in the lion's den. For Jesus, it was going to the cross. Sometimes um, that cost, uh, for living God's way, has, um, is standing up for things. But actually, sometimes it's walking away and biting our tongue. And we live in really complex cultural times um, that are often difficult to understand with what is happening in our world. We don't find ourselves, we don't know as Christians how to respond to these things. But John's Gospel says that um, Jesus, in in John's Gospel says that the kingdom, his kingdom is not of this world. Philippians 3.20 says we are citizens of heaven. So a bit like Daniel, we're living under foreign rule. We're not citizens of this earth anymore. We've been facing spiritual battles, even dealing with lies and false accusations. Um, and for us today, we need to know how to best represent Jesus in the midst of that um, as we face our society today. And like Daniel, I think we have to exercise wisdom in how we do that. And you could probably do many, many sermons about how Christians need to respond to these particular issues, and we haven't got time to do that. But... You often see um, in the media, sometimes Christians campaigning or getting offended about this issue or that issue, or particularly in social media, you might see people getting into embroiled in comments, battles in the comments box. And sometimes, actually, um, there are times to stand up for what what God has called us to, and sometimes, actually, it's allowing the Holy Spirit to show grace and patience to that situation and walk away. So that's the first point about exercising wisdom. Next part of Daniel's story is that he goes, he's going to pray, uh, continues to go to pray to God as he always has done. He knows what it might cost him, and he obviously gets caught. 
Um, the king is then, he's, just, he's in a situation um, with this law, and so he has to throw Daniel, even though he likes him, into the lion's den. And a stone is rolled over the den. In the morning, though, the stone is rolled away, and Daniel comes out unharmed. And again, we're going to jump into the, brief quickly into the story of Jesus. Jesus praying in, you can see the similarities here. Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane is snuck upon, arrested, and taken to the cross. But that was not the end. As we all know, he's gloriously raised to life um, when his friends visit the tomb and the stone is rolled away and his body's not in the tomb anymore. I do wonder whether God's, when he's doing, got his hand over these stories where things like having a stone rolled over, he's, he's kind of got that little grin on his, on his face, kind of like, I wonder if people are going to see the similarities here. Um, Daniel and Jesus were both obedient to Father God, even though they knew it would cost them their lives or could cost them their lives. But their lives are saved. And through what Jesus did on the cross, you guys can be saved too. God can redeem any situation. We have a God that can save us from certain death. Jesus rose again and the stone was rolled away. Even um, death has now been beaten. We have a God who saves. And what these amazing stories show is the amazing and awesome saving power of our God in heaven. In our story with Daniel, although living in this precarious situation, Daniel thrives. And um, when the most powerful people, these great emperors, have him thrown and, you know, into certain death, um, he's saved, he's rescued from that. Um, so God is more powerful than these great emperors. But then Jesus comes along and goes even further, and he come, overcomes the ultimate enemy of death. So, you know, death, where is your sting? It's gone, because Jesus has overcome that, and that's glorious. And he's waiting to save you too. So you can pray that this morning, and you can hear from him as well. The final bit of the story um, is uh, King Darius. He once, uh, Daniel was rescued from the tomb. He wrote to all the peoples and nations and languages that dwell in this earth. So this is, this is quoting from the, from the scripture now, which I think is quite incredible considering um, that he doesn't, he's not uh, an Israelite. He doesn't um, follow the way of Daniel, uh, the same God that Daniel does. But he writes this to all his people. He says, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my dominion, all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So it's quite incredible uh, that he now makes this edict that everyone in his nation, um, in his, which is, sorry, in his empire, which is many, many different nations, has now, he says, to fear and tremble and to uh, look at the, the God that saved Daniel from the power of the lions. I think that's quite amazing. And it's the same with Jesus' resurrection and the gospel spreads. Uh, the Holy Spirit comes, the church is born, and it spreads throughout the Roman Empire. We see demonstrations of God's power and that leads to the spread of the gospel. So we see that in the, the story of Daniel with his rescue. And we see that through the resurrection of Jesus as well. And, but I think it goes further. It's not just uh, demonstrations of God's power. Um, there's also, it's also through testimony. Because this, these verses that I've read out is also telling a bit of the story of Daniel. It's saying Daniel has been saved by the power of the, um, from the power of the lions. And so I think I want to include testimony in that as well. So... You know, and we've been talking about that in our own home group as well, about trying to share testimony regularly with one another because it encourages us. You know, when we hear about what God has done, obviously we can see that in the Bible. 
We can see that in the life of Daniel. We can see it in the life of Jesus. But actually, it makes it really real when it comes from one another as well. So I want to include that as well. Um, that in sharing testimony encourages us. It reminds us of what, who God is and what he does for us and how much he loves us. And just quickly to close, this week, you know, I've been thinking about this talk, um, thinking about uh, Rachel's going to be giving birth sometime soon. Um, I've been very busy at work, and so I've had a lot of things on my mind and you know, feeling quite overwhelmed sometimes. But I was out for a run this week, just trying to clear my head, trying to pray, and God reminded me of a couple of verses. Um, one of them was that um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's another one um, of my power. Uh, so this is God's power is made perfect in weakness. So actually, and those are the ones that God just stirred my heart and spoke to me about my situation. Um, and that encouraged me. So I'm hoping that encourages you too. Um, so I'll just pray to close. Um, Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for Daniel and his faithfulness and the wisdom that he showed while serving a foreign ruler. We thank you also that you are a God who saves and that you want to save people here and now today. Amen. Cool.